I'm thinking about today, you know, now more than ever. And people are cruising around the world, and especially with the new administration, you know, the mask mandates is on. We're getting the eyes. And back in the day, we said the eyes are the prize. The eyes are the window to the soul. You know, that whole bit. What's coming to me right now and, and brought about by your question, Matt, is keep your eyes on the prize. And so what we can do is we can actually make eye contact. As corny as that sound and as old school as that has always been, take a moment. So you're not only learning to look inside of yourself, but you're learning to look by making that connection with the eyes. This is Evolve CPG, a community of purpose-driven, sustainable product brand leaders who not only believe in better, but actively pursue it. I'm your host, Gage Mitchell, and today we're talking about how honestly we answer the question, how are you? Our guests, Linwood Paul and Matt Demore, are co-founders of Subtle Distinctions, where they cultivate thoughtful leaders from the inside out. So Linwood, how are you? Interesting question, Matt. I'm at this very moment, honored, excited, and to tell the truth, a bit anxious. So today we're going to talk about that question as it relates to the ability to connect with others more meaningfully, to get to know ourselves on a, a bit deeper level, and to create a connection that we have an opportunity to do potentially one, two, three, five, ten times a day. And that is to stop and pause and really take the moment and when someone asks you, how are you, to use it as that opportunity. So Linwood, why don't you dive into a little bit more on the how are you exercise? Okay. So as you were speaking just now, Matt, you know, what came to my mind was that when you asked me the question, what I did was I paused and looked to see how I was instead of just knee-jerk default, you know, fine, great, or the proverbial answering a question with a question, how are you? You ask me, how are you? I say, how are you? And nobody learns anything. And then the other thing that I did was I went to, in that pause, the present. You know, how am I presently when I'm asked? Not just in general or these days or, you know, after 2020 or, you know, any of that sort of thing. Just you know, in the present, how am I? And when I said honored, I was honored because I'm on this program. I have this opportunity to bring something to some folks that, you know, they might find meaningful and usable. And I'm excited because that's what I was born for. And I know that that makes me tick and it makes me feel great when I can do that. And I'm anxious because, you know, it's a, it's a medium and it's going to be out there in the world somewhere. And I'm hoping that it will turn out to be of value to folks. So that was that was me being in the present. And then the other thing that I did, I guess we're talking about the three Ps now, is it was powerful. It was powerful that you asked me and it created a connection between the two of us that I felt because what I brought to you was real for me. So, you know, there's different levels of relationship and caring, obviously, that people engage in with folks that are asked that question and that they ask that question, how are you? So, you know, we like to look at it as having at least three levels. And a lot of times people will say, well, you know, I don't want to tell people how I am. It's just a greeting. It's just a, it's just a formality. So the levels have to do with how you see the relationship 
that you have with the person that's asked. So level one at the highest level, if you care, if you really care about the person that you're asking, how are you? We call that the curious level. Be curious. How are you? And really want to hear and want to know and have that interaction be, as you were saying earlier, um, you know, more, uh, more of an opportunity that you take. And then level two is if you just want something, you know, and this has to do a lot with people that are, you know, just out in the world, you know, you're, you're at the checkout counter or you're on the telephone with a, uh, with a customer service person. If you want something, then this is what we call the skillful level. If you want something, then be skillful with the question, how are you? And know that that's going to bring something about your relationship. Um, I told my lady the other day that I, I, when I talk to a person on the, that's on a customer service call, I want to be the guy that at the end of the day, they remember that call in a way that made their day. So that's the skillful level. Be skillful about it if you want something. And then if the, at the bottom level, level three, if you don't care, at least be respectful because it's another human being. And, you know, we could all be served by that old adage. How's that go? Be kind to everyone you meet because everyone you meet is fighting a battle. Those are all some really, really good points. Are there any ways in which anyone who's listening can start to incorporate this potentially on a deeper level and actually use the opportunity when someone asks them, how are you, to create more meaning or impact or just a different experience in their life and others? Sure. The, the first and the foremost thing that comes to my mind, and let's make this really simple for folks who are listening in today, learn to look. That's my answer to your question, Matt. Learn to look. Because most people, when they're asked, how are you? They don't look. They don't look into themselves. They don't look to see how they're doing. It's just kind of a, it, it's just a formality. You know, as I said earlier, it's just a thing that we do. Hey, you know, if I just launched into what it is that I want, that's kind of odd. So I say, hey, how are you? And I'm not, and when asked, I'm not even looking to see what the answer might be. And I've got my, what they, what people call default response, right? What I always say, I'm fine. I'm good. You know, 2020 was a, was a, was, was difficult, uh, you know, and they, they have this prepackaged bit. So to go from prepackaged to learning to look, if you learn to look, you will see, if you see, you will find, if you find, you have an opportunity to share. If you share, you will connect. Mm -hmm. I like that whole concept of, of prepackage that you just talked about in the default response. What is there for folks to understand as it relates to uncovering what their prepackaged response might be and why? Let's do some digging on the prepackaged response. Oh, sure. Sure. The prepackaged response is a couple of things. Firstly, it's convenient, it's easy. You know, I don't really want to connect with you. I want to, you know, I want the customer service person to uh, refund my money. That's what I'm here for. And I got 10 other things to do. So it's convenient. That's one of the things that people create that prepackaging for. Another reason that they create that prepackaging, Matt, as you and I have found it out there in the world working with people is because of their nervous system. They're less likely that, what is the word? Vulnerability. When someone asks you how you are and you really tell them, you're giving them a clue into who you are and how you are. And that's not the first notion. That's not the first thing that people do that haven't done some work in terms of connecting before content. So the answer to your question is it's prepackaged because it's convenient and it's prepackaged to keep them safe. 
because that's what our nervous systems do, right? They keep us safe. Another little ditty that we've heard along the way is that we are always detecting and seldom aware. That's what our nervous systems do. And what are we detecting? We're detecting, we're looking for things that will disturb our safety or threaten our safety. And so if I just say, fine, not much can happen there that's going to upset my safety. And I know a lot of folks sometimes share the hesitation of of disclosing a little bit more about how they're doing because they feel that they have to give all the details. So I know I'd like to, to give a, a subtle distinction here as it relates to sharing authentically and openly with others how you're feeling doesn't necessarily mean that you have to disclose and dump all the details. So if I said, for example, that I'm necessarily feeling sad, I don't necessarily have to give why I'm feeling sad, but that other person can still connect in with me in in that space. Anything more that you want to share about other hesitancies of, of why sometimes people are concerned about not fully disclosing how they're feeling and, and stick to those default responses or those prepackaged responses? Sure. You've heard the phrase, and I'm sure a lot of listeners have heard the phrase, TMI. You know, you don't have to tell too many people what that stands for these days too much information. And so a lot of times people feel like if they share what's really going on with them, it will slip into the category of TMI for the person that asked, because they're not really sure that the person that asked really wants to know. So that's 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 one thing on that. Um, it, and TMI is very relative. It's very subjective. So it really, with who you're working with or who you're interacting with, find out. What, find out. Do some experimenting with that. Along the way, you may find that you you can create a deeper connection with people than you intended, and we don't find anything wrong with that. And then the other one is really about, you know, do you really, do I really want to tell? Because if I tell, somebody might ask me for a detail. You know, I said I was what, honored, excited, and anxious? Now, of all those three, what might happen is you might say to me, well, why are you anxious? And then I'd have to give you some details or tell you I'm not going to give you some details. And in so doing is the rub of this whole thing. But I'd like to suggest that the rub is far outweighed by the opportunity that could arise from all of we human beings out there. And I'm going to say, especially now, now more than ever, connecting, because so much has been taken away from us as far as connecting is concerned. All super, super good points. And and in to, to, to wrap things up, what is the first thing that they can do? And I know you talked about pausing to have that awareness of checking in, but is there any and learning other, to look and learning to look? Is there any other challenges or things that whoever's listening can do starting right now? So whether they go to the grocery store and they're trying something new, or if they go out from their office and, and their partner asks them how they're doing, what's what's one thing that they can do to begin? I'll call and say experimenting with this concept of connecting with themselves and others by responding and asking others, how are you? (laughs) This is so much fun, Matt, because I'm thinking about today, you know, now more than ever. And people are cruising around the world and especially with the new administration, you know, the mask mandates is on. You know, we're getting the eyes. And back in the day, we said the eyes are the prize, the eyes are the window to the soul, you know, that whole bit. What's coming to me right now and and brought about by your question, Matt, is keep your eyes on the prize. 
And so what we can do is we can actually make eye contact. As corny as that sound and as old school as that has always been, take a moment. So you're not only learning to look inside of yourself, but you're learning to look by making that connection with the eyes. And then once you do that, then uh, I guess uh, stage number two is ask yourself how much you care and respond at that level and see if who you're talking with doesn't rise to the level that you are. Because most people, when they're doing that default, are met with default because it's outlined the communication. It's outlined the energetic level that this is going to take place at. If I say, Matt, how are you? Or when you ask me, I say, I'm fine, Matt, how are you? That like tells you, I'm not into it, pal. I'm not there. So if you go first, you never know what you'll get. And if I had to default or if I had to, you know, put my money on the table, my energetic and my, my love energy out there, I would rather err on the side of connecting than err on the side of missing. And I know that's another podcast that we're going to be talking about too, the, the connection before content. And this is a great way to do that. So, uh, Linwood, I appreciate you sharing with me uh, all that you're feeling and sharing with me everything else. And uh, excited to see how everyone out there um, decides to explore with understanding how they can leverage and use answering the question and asking the question, how are you more meaningfully? And I'll tell you what, Matt, now I've moved from being anxious. And this is the good part about being so present because this is a different now than the one when we first started, right? I think it was Brad Blanton who said that people change. You're a new person every 15 minutes. And when you think about it like that, it's like, whoa, really? Yeah, your nervous system has taken on so much information in the last 15 minutes. You're not even the same person. And if this call, if this, if this interaction that we've been at right now is 15 minutes, I sure do hope that our listener is a different person from having taken in this information. So my anxiousness that I started out with 10 or 15 minutes ago has subsided and it's made its way into doubling down on my exciting part because this has been fun for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We're always experimenting. So please let us know if you like this shorter episode format or if you prefer the longer conversations. If you'd like to learn more about Linwood, Matt, or their company, go to subtledistinctions.com. 